Well, that was probably a slightly different version of the Christmas play than you've seen before, but you have seen a whole lot of different ones, you have to be fair, haven't you, up here on stage? So thank you to everybody who participated and was corralled into helping us. It's very much appreciated, and now I have your number. Watch out for next year. Don't even think about changing your number. You can run, but you cannot hide. So I just wanted to uh, quickly wrap up and tell you what I was thinking when I wrote this play in a what was, I, what was I thinking kind of way, not a what was I thinking kind of way. I've had enough of those over the last couple of weeks, I tell you. But looking at the world and how much it has changed with COVID, I began thinking about what the world would have been like at the very beginning. I mean, Adam and Eve lived in an indescribably beautiful world. Think of crystal rivers, luscious fruit, stunningly perfumed flowers, and it was all theirs to delight in. And then in one moment, it was gone. Can you imagine the devastation that they must have felt? The grief, the inconsolable loss of paradise for a moment of foolishness. And I wonder if they sat their kids and their grandkids on their knee and told them stories of Eden. They might have said, do you know there was a river that was pure and clear and it sprung up from the ground and it went into four different rivers and it irrigated the whole land? Did you know that there was gold everywhere? There were diamonds, precious stones just resting in the ground. Did you know there was no guilt, no grief, no disease, no death? Did you know that we were never worried or afraid? And did you know that God walked with us and talked with us every day? And I wonder how long it took for that reality of Eden to dull, to become lost in the new present reality of life outside the garden. And when did Granddad Adam's stories of recapturing paradise one day just seem like an old man's dream? And it was the same with the Israelites. There was a generation that was born in the desert with no concept of what the promised land would look like, that must have just seemed like, well, talk. It's very hard to yearn for something that you don't understand and you can't relate to. And the point of this is, the trick of the enemy is to make us settle so that we don't yearn for more. And if we love where we're at, we won't long for the promised land. Apart from not seeing my family, I loved lockdown way too much. All the introverts go whoop, whoop. <laughs> yep. Um, I could happily have settled there. But I know I remembered what my pre-COVID life was like, and it was enough to make me want to move down those alert levels. And now we've been at level one for so long, I sometimes forget that it's not actually normal. Do you have that experience? I mean, sometimes I walk into a shop and I just automatically sanitise my hands and I don't remember not ever doing that before. I was at a shop the other day and there was a queue of people at the counter and we were all a metre apart. There was nothing on the floor, no cones, no tape. We just did it. It's just become a normal way of life. And if you remember the um, case up in Auckland with the student, the MOH, the Ministry of Health, was saying that they found it very hard to contact Trace in that instance because people had become so complacent about the app and about COVID that they weren't using it anymore. And it wasn't until the consequences of that read its ugly head that they began to use it and, the, and increased um, yeah, use of it. 
I found that very interesting. And you know what? Our language also um, reflects the normalcy of COVID. You know, Australia have just introduced into their Australian dictionary, they voted, they've introduced the word ISO, I-S-O, short for isolation, because Australians shorten everything. <laughs> the word ISO, so they have ISO kilos. So that's the kilos you put on when you were in isolation. <laughs> they have ISO diets, you know, those ones you started and may not have finished. They have ISO exercise, um, they have ISO paranoia, all sorts of things. The word ISO is now actually in their Australian dictionary. And other words that were in the running and made the top five were bubble. Remember those used to be the things we blew out of, yeah, no more. It's bubble and COVID normal. I found that very interesting, COVID normal. So there's a COVID and there's a COVID normal. And um, who remembers when, um, you know, if someone was wearing a mask, it was probably because they were skiing or about to rob a bank. <laughs> and who remembers when a drive-through was going to get a hamburger and not getting a COVID test? <laughs> so these things have all become very normal. Other things, social distancing, managed isolation, community transmission, have all in, crept into our language that 10 months ago we wouldn't have known really what it meant. Now it's just part of our normal everyday life. So what am I trying to convey? The longer we live with COVID, the more normal some things become. We let ourselves get used to a way of life and a way of doing things. And it's the same with sin. Little things can creep in. It might be an attitude. It might be the words we use. It might be thoughts about ourselves or others. It might be the way we judge people. It might be a relationship that's gone sour and we haven't fixed. All these things creep in and become our normal way of life. And we don't know how to live any other way. We settle for it. We stop seeing a better us. We settle for how we are and we're actually quite happy with our lives, but we don't yearn for anything better. Who knows the song Away in a Manger? One of the last verses always intrigued me. It says, and fit us for heaven to live with you there. And I'm thinking, what does that mean? What does it mean to be fit for heaven? I mean, can we just be as we are and then get changed when Jesus comes? It'd be so much easier to do it in one moment. But no, um, it's more than just accepting salvation and accepting when Jesus was born in the manger. It's being constantly transformed. That's what fits us for heaven or fits us for when Jesus comes back. I mean, the Bible tells us that we will get robes of righteousness according to how much we've transformed. So I'm thinking, get my bling on. Yeah. yeah. So the baby Jesus was the transaction sent to eradicate the power of sin. But it can't stop there. Accepting him is the first step, but transformation is the journey. To be like Jesus is what we should long for. If we settle at the manger, just accepting the birth, we will miss out on our own best life. That fits us for when Jesus comes again. So let's be thankful for the transaction this Christmas, the baby that was sent. But let us also be mindful that we need to keep checking what has crept into our lives and we need to keep yearning for better. We need to keep yearning for the best version of what we can be. It's not always easy, and that's why we need each other. So it's appropriate to leave you this morning with another COVID saying, be kind, we're all in this together. <laughs>